Hello, sir. Welcome. How you doing? Yeah, this is really laid back. I, I do a really laid back um, recording here. So um, I've discovered the easiest sometimes to just send the direct link and people can get on it that way sometimes. However, the issue with that is um, the link is not created until I hit the program title. So, uh, but, but actually, I'm listening. Yeah, well, things happen. So, I mean, this show is so laid back. Even as we speak now, we were, we were recording. Uh, I, I try to keep the human element in all of this. Uh, uh, some, a lot of professional podcasters, they have an editing team or they take time to record and going to edit. I'm like this. If I were to meet you in Walmart or a supermarket, we shook up, shook up a conversation up or something. This is how this podcast has been since day one. I started bringing people on. Because um, the same people that come up here without a face, they used to attach faces to the episode. And I don't do that anymore. But the same people come up here. Um, someone may catch the episode and you'd be on the spot and say, Oh, where you on so and so? You never know. But anywho, um, that being said, I'm glad to finally, that we are finally together um, and we are having a conversation. You had a very strong profile. And I was almost open to seeing if we could meet up a cup of coffee or something. And record in a coffee shop like I did in the early days, face to face. But because uh, because I'm here in Cary, I live in Cary, so I'm like, yeah, right down the road. Yeah, you're the first. Yeah, you're the um, first local person I've engaged with. Probably in about four years. <laughs> yeah, uh, everybody else has been located elsewhere. We actually started out in Greensboro, and I recorded Panera Bread sometimes. Oh, I was breaking bread and talking. <laughs> mm -hmm. Thank you. And in this format, actually, um, if there are other individuals came on and they wanted to join the conversation, I could have up to seven, seven, six other people and we can mute out different ones or they can engage with the guest directly or myself. It's like a Facebook Live only without the visuals uh, or YouTube without the visuals. Uh, my eldest son turned me on to Podbean. I was originally on Anchor, which Spotify purchased, and he runs his podcast. When he does one, that is, um, listen black through Podbean, and it was like that. It's easier to monetize a bunch of little things like that, and you can do it from your laptop. You can do it from your phone. All of these things are mobile, but with laptop, you can actually have a headset and all the other stuff. And there's a video version of it. If I do, once I get to the point of doing an upgrade on it, but anywho, that's just technical stuff behind it, uh, which helped me to not have to do an infomercial later talking about Podbean because I'm also an affiliate of Podbean. Um, but this is your time and your story, and after breeding for your bio and everything, and your accomplishments, I thought the title "Former Labels No Longer Apply" would be appropriate um, for this conversation because you have had quite a few labels applied to you as far as career.
your career. <laughs> and so this is your time, sir. And I'm looking to hear you speak. If it's all over, um, I'm going to create a link. Link will be created. I will send it to you via email. You can blast it wherever you want to blast it out at. <laughs> mm hmm. Mm hmm. I can relate. I grew up in a small town of Bellhaven outside of Little Washington, four stoplights. <laughs> yeah, I do. Wow. Mm. Wow. You are de you're definitely moving on. I have been around quite a while and since I changed platforms, I can't say I've done a thousand downloads. For me, it's primarily I hit a lot of different countries. Uh um when I when I jumped off of Anchor, I was in about eight countries. Rebuilding through Podbean, I'm fluctuating between United States and about four or five countries right now once it goes out. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Great Britain is the easy place to find people. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Canada's an easy place to find people too. Yeah, but, uh, but uh, here now, what's gaining state momentum in my life, as I said, it's a turnaround by, by God and God himself alone, is that I'm having more people of color come on my podcast. And that's going to make, that's a major change in the last few months because I just haven't had that many. Um, currently, well, I, uh, I won't say currently, it's my home place of worship, I tie in worship different contexts depends on who's up here once I get a feel for the person on their, their spiritual path and now base my verbiage around that and still to stay true to myself um, my current spiritual lead is Bishop Godby at the river in Durham um, 
Godby, Bishop Godby, the River Church in Durham. Yeah. Yeah, so we're currently on Prospect Street, yet we are getting ready to launch a brand new facility closer to Durham, in another part of Durham in June. Um, fiance, fiance and I were looking for something that we could actually agree on because we kind of both uh, alpha type personalities, uh, even on a spiritual plane. And we went there for the watch night service this past December, and we haven't looked back since. <laughs> so it's, been, it's worked out good for us and our personalities and our lifestyle of worship, approach to God. Um, and Ronald God be saying, y'all. Um, for me to have to say a person that is a strong spiritual lead for me takes a lot, not because uh, I don't have faith. It's just I don't have time for foolishness and non-transparency and people will be in fake. That's just my personal journey. Everybody's story is different. Uh, some say it could be from church. It's not from church hurt. It's from church. It's from basically from seeing people not being who their true self. So when I saw that part of your, your, person, your profile, I said, wow, there's a story that led him to where he's at now. And there's a story of not letting who you were in the sense of how people may have labeled you or maybe you have labeled yourself interfere with what God had for you in your longer journey, which led to you being a pastor and retiring. But in the early days, I'm pretty sure if I had met you and we came along about the same time, I wouldn't have envisioned you eventually being a spiritual father to a, to a congregation of any kind. <laughs> like you said, you did some things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Oh, that's a big, that's a big word right there. Top, big phrase, actually. Yeah.
Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at your profile. I think you gave in that profile basically copy and paste it, the bullet points of it that will go into the um, actual show uh, information once I log out. We log out of this uh, when when I go live. That's the thing about doing this in the groups more with with another person. This pod being unlike Anchor, the only way to go about it is with a live presentation. Um, in Anchor, I could go in and record and put it out there. So anybody that this is being circulated out there on Podbean, they could chime in time and catch this. Uh, and that's okay. Uh, it's a different flavor. Actually, I could have shared it through Facebook and Instagram, but I didn't do that tonight. Uh, and there, there are things here. If you see that you want to type something in, a little box, you can write it in. Uh, but again, this like I said, this is really laid back. I myself have, well, uh, well, 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 the 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 beautiful thing of, I, I didn't plan to talk about Podbean a lot, but this where part of this conversation is going. The beautiful thing about Podbean I've discovered is that it automatically puts you on Amazon. I didn't know that until I set it up. Uh, it gives you the option to go to, to place yourself on Amazon. So and when it has Alexa, can listen to your podcast. Amazon has its fingers in a lot of places, and this is one of those spots. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize it as well. I'm like, okay, I'm where? Amazon has podcasts? <laughs> I said, like, okay, they got podcasts. Okay, cool. <laughs> But uh, but getting back to getting back to this thing now, um, what is one well what is one thing you could say to a, a person such as myself who sees themselves stepping into their calling, as we say in the spiritual world, or stepping into their purpose, and they're a little hesitant because what they see in front of them. Is beyond what they feel they can accomplish. What would you say that, as a, in a word of encouragement to such an individual? They see something, but they feel, well, you know, I'm not qualified. I don't have this. I don't have that. Look at what I've done. What would you say as a word of encouragement to someone that came to you and said, look, I, I want to, but basically. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> it's funny. I discovered podcasting through a Facebook ad, uh, for Facebook ad advertisement. That's how I discovered podcasting. I heard about it, but but I answered the Facebook ad. Again, it was advertised in the podcast app Anchor, and and I, and I tried it out. Um, there's a little bit of a backstory to it, though. Um, I am an original Google blogger, so I've been in this arena of reaching people through some type of content since about 2005. I never felt really motivated. The right, I, I never had a proper motivation for a functioning YouTube channel, or as blogging went its way, and it's still there for some people. Um, I just kept the writing going because I am a creative. I've been engaged in a lot of things, community service programs throughout when I was in Greensboro now in this area. I've discovered some of my writer friends are here. Um, actually going to one of their programs next Friday in Raleigh. Um, but at the end of the day, my eldest son, this is 2023, so we five. Wow, this is five years for life is about more than living coming up in September on the podcast. Um, he had knee surgery and I was there in Atlanta with him. And we always talked about me telling my story in a different way. So he's like, tell your story, Dad. And it, and it just so happened to come along at the same time as the pod, podcasting platform. So I used it. I told my story in episode one. And you think that's raw, boy. Woo! I'll go back and listen to that thing, and it's really, it's got, it's hard for me to even hear my own story. But that's like 138 episodes ago. Some have done a lot more than that. But coming down to, and it was entitled Preconditioned to Fail. And it still gets a lot of plays because I grew up in an abusive environment in the, in a rural town. And, at that time period, even like now, 
there are some things you did not talk about. Or if you were in a religious home, you got the thing of Jesus will fix it, as I'll say. And in that environment, I released a lot of that. I released a lot of my story in that first episode. Um, currently, my, my my same son now is one of the largest media producers in Atlanta. I said media because though they focus, his company focuses primarily on audio books. He did also works in other arenas of production. So he came here Sunday from Atlanta to record my segment of my upcoming book. Um, split souls in transition, which they are producing. If it wasn't my child, I couldn't afford to pay for what's being done because his company, the company Tidy Up Studios, is a company with an A-listers turn, as he told me. It's not just a company. He don't brag about it to other people. I brag more than anybody else does. He talks about me one-on-one, but it's an A-lister company where he's done work from everybody, from people in Hollywood, um, they produce work for Amazon, of course, Audible. They, uh, I'm listening to a book now that uh, this black man did in Atlanta, this black barber produced through his company, um, which I need to get him on my show too. Because <laughs> uh, I told my son when he can't send it, I'm like, I'm listening to Bernard's book. And I'm like, wow, he's just so impactful. He talks about an awakening, a Southern awakening on the political spectrum. But all said and done, yeah, all said and done, my kids' company is now in the final stages of getting my story and the stories stories of others that I'm telling fictionally through poetry and some commentary. Getting it, getting out there on a on a stage I could not do, stage I could a platform I could not do without him or his company because of the people they have. From Amazon to Marvel, they have all these major contracts with producing media of different forms. But I'm just saying that to say that my blessing has came through my child in that context. Um, and the reason I bring it into our story is that there's a biblical text, like a lot of biblical texts, but when I'm when I, trying to come to my mind, I have no problem bringing it in. I'm going to paraphrase it about how your children will speak for you sometimes. And now my child is not only speaking for me, he's allowing my voice to go in places that as a, un, as a relatively unknown writer, I could not go because he has access to these people that I don't have access to. And again, the way my book is written, it's written in probably at least four different voices. So I cannot pay four or five different narrators <laughs> to be in a book. Um, is he, am I going to pay some money for me? Yes, I am. Whatever percentage of the final deal he signs off on for me. But one bring, again, a reason I'm bringing it up is that I saw on your profile you have two children. When I've come to appreciate that both of my sons, I have a 30s, they're both in their 30s, the oldest one, the youngest one just graduated a week ago with his master's, master's in music. Um, you mentioned you have children in your profile. I, as a 60, soon to be 61 year old divorcee who's engaged, ready to marry again with an amazing person, amazing woman. Uh, I'm now seeing the blessings of my adult children. And sometimes people, I think, don't always 
Some I've encountered, not all, but some I've encountered at work primarily or sometimes a conversation. That's like a conversation up between Walmart. I'm that kind of person. My mom was that way. I was like, if you, if you smile at me, we end up talking. <laughs> Just what we're recording it, we end up talking. Uh, is that our children, my children have been a blessing to me. You don't have to go into detail about that. You can be loose about how you talk about it. In this day and age, when families are being ripped apart, even more so, and we have come to realize that black families in this country have been purposely ripped apart for almost 400 years, systematically torn apart. What, can, what is one thing as a black father you can say to others out here that may catch this, even if it's bragging your own kids or whatever, what's one thing you can say in the times we're living in, our role has never been more important than it is now? What can you say to that? Right. Mm-hmm. 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 And that that in just that thing what you just said and just that uh, other areas where I, like I say I do a lot more behind the scenes. Uh, reading different things. I'm sure you do as well. Others do. Uh, 
I've seen recently, which my brand my place of employment, which I've tried to, I worked for the city of Greensboro in sanitation for, for the time being in search of a new job, but right now I commute a lot. I engage with different ages. I'm one of the oldest ones there in my department. Now I'm talking about it on this podcast. Some of them listen to this podcast. Uh, I've been told at least they've listened to their ears got burning as the old folks say. Oh, I'm old myself. <laughs> I'm old now myself. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, the ears got burning and they couldn't take it no more. Because when I talk about that workplace environment, I come back to another point that I have brought up to other guests on the show. Everyone who's a supervisor is not necessarily a leader. Necessarily a leader. What is your take on that? My take is that because you may supervise, you, sh- you should, it shouldn't be, in my opinion, if you want to be a leader, you should continue to develop yourself because a supervisor is not automatically a leader. If you think it is, you're missing something, in my opinion. So what is your take on the, the approach to leadership if you find yourself in a what some may call a middle management position. I guess in the church world, like you're the lead pastor, then you have your deacons or whoever under you. In the workplace environment, like in my place, there are supervisors and there are people above them, yet I'm accustomed to dealing with leaders in the workplace environment for the most part. Uh, and now I'm dealing with supervisors um, who, like I said, they can listen to this. I really don't care if they get offended or not. This is my podcast. Is where I can speak freely. <laughs> but when it, what what would you say to someone who is in a position of leadership? How how would you approach someone who's in a position of leadership and you see they can do better in that position? Mm-hmm. I throw everything out here. Tonight. When I get, I throw out the baby, the bath, what it all. I get someone that's got some experiences behind them. Yeah, I heard something similar. Good point. Great point. Thank you. Well, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna inject something really quick. Once this is over and it goes live, there's a comment box box there. You can go back and add all the information you want in the comment box for anybody. Uh, yeah, I have actually I had one guest on who typed in a book he was he I, he recommended for people uh, doing doing the thing. So once it's this will be episode number one thirty eight once I post it. Um, like I said though, because of the way the app is set up, we're actually doing it live. Uh, I do it through my phone. Excuse me. I do it through my phone and the app itself versus the laptop because uh, I'm just more comfortable with the phone. 
but I use my laptop to look at information. No, when you're doing your desktop, you just have to. It's better just to do the website, Podbean.com. You. That's why I do it on my laptop. I don't do the app. I just do the website. Uh, it's like now if I did, if I turned on the web, if I logged into the account on the website, there will be an echo because both will be going simultaneously. Or feedback or something like that. Or one will be in time delay. So, uh, but yeah, on in a, on laptop, desktop, just go to the website. That's why I sent the email saying just do the website. You want the web no app. The website's easy to get into. I can I can link up to you either way. Um, yeah, the website's just easier. Uh, yeah. Uh, there was, but that. But, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll send you the show link. Or you can go, or you can go into podbean.com to, to life is about more than living and get it yourself. <laughs> it takes me about anywhere from two to five minutes because it uploads through the phone and it stores it for me sharing without at my convenience. Uh, and then I'm gonna get up here and I'll do a Facebook reel talking about it. Uh, there's been times past I would do a reel before, I'll do a reel after the day. And then it'll reach my three thousand Facebook followers. And then now, am I doing it through Instagram? It'll I do it through Instagram first, and then it'll save it on my phone. And then I cross post it to, to Facebook and LinkedIn. And I, I put it on LinkedIn for my professional people, uh, announcing it over there as, in a video format. Yeah, my ads automatically generated by Podbean. I have a, a, what they call a sponsor to generate an ad. So the only ad I personally do is my give shout outs to about Podbean itself. Once the show goes live uh, in, in, in replay, they will be able to put ads throughout it. And I'm currently getting ready to upgrade to where I put Patreon on for donors to give me direct contribution. I don't do any editing. So I tell people to come on the show. Bring it used to be natural, unedited. Um, yeah, I want. Mm -hmm. It's just like this. Um, this has been one of my strongest suits in this thing, which I tell. Well, I say I say it again. This will be. This is like me going going to Walmart or we're Harris Theater, and you wave. You know, some of the country folk we give a nod or smile still, and if it's reciprocated and we find ourselves in the checkout line. Have a conversation. This is a conversation. Uh, and um, I dispense with having stuff like join the conversation with no. I simply create, a, create a, a title, which is there now. And then I'll go in. I'll add other stuff to my Google Documents um, before, before I post it. And it's that way. Um, I applaud those who want to edit and do all the other, those other professional things. That is great. Um, yeah, uh, Eric Thomas, I believe, is there, yeah, who, uh, I like the way he does his shows, very raw, direct to the point. He's also on pod, he's on a lot of platforms, like so is Les Brown. And I'm not trying to copy them or be them, 
I just like their raw directness. What you see is what you get. Unless you're in that environment where you have to be A, B, C, D, like a conference or something. I can understand that part. But in this space here, this free space. <laughs> free space to have a conversation, make friends, build friends. I've actually got a um, gentleman in the UK uh, on Instagram. He does a thing called Master Talk. Uh, and on YouTube, teaching people how to speak professionally in a shorter period of time than they would if they were going to do something like a Toastmasters or something. And he's reached back out to me again, so he's going to be a repeat guest um, very soon. Uh, so I'll be bringing him back on uh, probably June or July schedule. This is already May. Because uh, I follow him on Instagram, so I've seen how his network has grown. grown, And he's not even 30 years old, yet he has a way of helping people to get comfortable with public speaking. It's so natural, it's crazy. But he's based out of the UK. Uh, I'm going to bring him back. Uh, I'm going to bring in June, between June and July, because May is already gone, so I'm doing July, June and July scheduling. Um, a couple of my poet friends, um, one who's just, I learned last week at an event in Greensboro, now resides in this area. I'm going to bring her on, because she's like, people ask me, what do you do for a living? She tell, and she said, uh, she said, I'm a, I'm a writer. And usually, like, you joking now, what do you really do for a living? She says, no, I'm a writer. And she, that's what she does. She's a writer. And she teaches writing classes. And she has books. And she's having her husband launch his first, have his first book signing at an open, at an open mic, not open mic, but at a re, um, slam reading, poetry reading next week. We're attending in Raleigh. So, so yeah, but, yeah. But Kalisha, she, and I went and her husband and I, we go way back to Greensboro, early 2000s on open mics. She's got her degree in writing and all that. So she's living her dream as a professional writer and a female woman in power, empowerment speaker. Uh, but that's just, I can only imagine what the show going to look like when she gets on. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, I, I connected her with my fiance at that event we went to last week. And they are both operating in a similar vein. Um, she, except for my fiance, she works for North Carolina State University as in a nonprofit here, as I call it. Best way for me to explain it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, she's one of those that keep them, keep money coming in to the university. Um, but uh, through it all, in it all, uh, I just connect people. I connect people. I would love to someday, one day, get with you and we just sit around and have a cup of coffee or something, just have a small talk. Uh, it seems like there's a lot I can learn from you. I'm always interested in learning and growing, uh, as I should, as we should be, especially in this arena we operate in, uh, podcasting and everything. The difference is you've retired. I'm still, I'm still at it. <laughs> I'm still at it. Uh, and, enjoy, and, and enjoy my little grandbaby people when I get a chance. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm like, if you don't make it fun, it's got, life is hard enough. If you're working a regular job, it's challenging enough. If you're working with people who are in a position of authority who are learning how to lead, 
or, or have chosen that this is far they're going to go as a leader, as we spoke about briefly, then the choice comes down to whose example you want to imitate. Do you want to be like those who say, I can't, my dreams are too big? Or you want to be like those who say, God has given me a dream. And God's not going to give me a dream that he can't see me through. Two different sides of the same coin of dreaming. And I choose to be on the side that God's given me a dream. But he's not giving me one that he can't see me through. And it's taken me almost 17 years to get to this point. But the people I've met along the way, the people I'm meeting even with you indirectly, are so freaking amazing because I'm like, wow, these are my people of color speaking to the world who would not may not listen to them otherwise because we did not wait to get an invitation to the table. We are doing podcasting. We're doing live streaming. We're creating our own table and our voices will not be silenced and our world is trying to silence us. I'm sorry, I went on my soapbox for a second. No, I do not apologize for that because we will not be silent. We cannot afford to be silent. Um, we cannot go back to what was. And that's why a lot of these people, and that's why my podcast has a little political spin in the topics. Oh, I don't think, and it's just my personal opinion, a lot of these governmental officials who are trying to orchestrate mischief, mischief by law or formulate wrongs by law, according to one book, Sex and Psalms. Uh, I can't remember the exact scripture, I know, I'll paraphrase it. Uh, I don't think they're fully aware of the power of our young people, not just the radicalized ones, as I call, who want to be on a racial line this way or that way, but those who are out here saying we are different, accept us as being different. You can judge us through your narrow lens, but we're not, we're not going to be silent. We are black, we are white, we are Indian, we are Native American. We are all different ethnicities, persuasions, and for those who choose sexual orientations, and we are here, and your power will not beat us into submission of our freedom to be who we are. I didn't step into my freedom of myself until I was my 40, about 44, 45. I found the courage that cost me a 21-year marriage. But a marriage, but I was dying inside anyway, inside of it, and inside a structured lifestyle of worship. Has it been a long journey? Yes, it has. However, I'm in a place now where I'm talking to you, and you have empowered me to, to keep going <laughs> in the things you've shared. You, you will empower quite a few others because I've done more lot more guest in the last six weeks that I did in the last year. Actually, I did three in one week. <laughs> and you, you and I would hiccup, so we didn't get on that. We could have been four. <laughs> I have never done that before. <laughs> four people, three people in one week. Uh, I was like, wow. Um, but, but it made a spike in the interest of my shows because the topics, the titles of the shows have drawn people in. Like this one will draw people in. Formal labels no longer apply. All the things you talked about, impulsive gambler, gambler, ex-offender, during your time, all the things you did did not define who you have become.
And with those, well, I put this out there not as a disclaimer. I feel everybody has entitled their own belief system about the grace of God and the mercy of Jesus Christ Himself. We are here talking because your story, you have your story. That's why you arrived here. If my maternal grandmother had her way, I would not be alive to talk to you today. This is a woman who reared me and my sister, primary caregiver. If she had had her way, I would not have been alive today. But this is not about my story. I do find a way to weave my story in because I think all of us have had a story. Most of my listeners come on here have had a story of where they were to where they're at now. Uh, yeah, and I got another lady. I got some more coming, great guests coming up. But anyway, I'm going to wrap this up, James, Pastor James. Um, I appreciate you coming on board. I appreciate your patience. Um, when the people read, those who choose to read the bio information will have access to your book, Deal By Me, A Golden Opportunity Blown. Deal By Me, second edition. Self-evaluation, come, let us reason together. All that information is there for them, for them to get. Plus, in the comments, you type in the comment box once this is all over, um, as well as the links to your YouTube channel is there. Uh, just above my link, I, I, I add my link more than I should because it's, it's already running, but it's there for my slogan, Consistency Maintains Momentum, my new slogan for this year. Uh, so we had been consistent. We wouldn't be where we're at now in our prayer life in our secular life, and you being open to talk to me, a stranger, and share what you did for other strangers to benefit. I thank you, sir. Uh, I hope we cross paths at some point when we're out and about. Uh, I thank you again for sharing your journey. You have a blessed, you and your family have a blessed evening, and may God continue to shine His light upon you. And as a black man to black man, we would not be silent or we would not go away. Have a great evening, sir. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye.